Welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. I'm your host, Mike Stahl. To my left, Shane McNona. To my right, Jim Ayers. Everyone's a winner tonight because it's uh, the NFL uh, free agency season. So everybody's on the cusp of Super Bowl Super Bowl success and everybody's winning. We got the, we're in the, the midst of the tribe season here as well. And not everyone has been a winner necessarily in that respect, but they're, they're, they're still swinging. They've won a couple games, scored a couple of runs. Yep. So uh, the it's, the rain has baptized the cabin here in the spring. We've got April showers, and but it's been a, a nice week here. Great Masters week. We got a lot to talk about in terms of that, and we've got a good beer here that we're uh, that we're trying here for the first time. So anybody who can still see and read, please be my guest to tell us a little bit about what we're imbibing here tonight. Yeah, buckle buckle up. Episode number eighteen. What, what do we got, Jim? Mike, this is one of my favorite beers of all time. Shane. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It's a little bit high on the octane. Um, I know you try to shy away from it, but this is something that initially came out. This is from Great Lakes Brewery, and they bring it out every spring. It's called the Chill Wave Double IPA. I think anyone that loves IPAs that lives in the Cleveland area has probably sampled this thing at one point or another. It's it's amazing, but it's strong. It's not for the the timid or meek of heart, I would say. Yeah, the, As they the, say, the, it'll get you drunk. The faint of heart, for sure. We're we're this thing weighs in at a nine point zero on the ABV in Nueve. Nueve. It's a Nueve chill, chill Nueve. Chill Nueve. So this is uh, this is pretty pretty strong, but it comes uh, comes to us from Great Lakes Brewing Company. And uh, one of Jim's favorites here. It's double IPA, and it, it certainly tastes that way, but it's got a nice, crisp finish. Yeah, for as much alcohol as in this thing, it's really relatively smooth and easy to drink. I, th- I think that's one of the reasons I like it, and also <laughs> I'm slightly afraid of it because you could easily have a couple of these, and before you know it, things go off the rails. Right. Much like they did in our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not, we're going to bring that up or not. Um, we'll do a short, short recap. But the thing, so this it's called Chill Wave Double IPA. They came out with this beer probably about ten years ago, but initially it was called Alchemy Ale. So they they brought it out. It was Alchemy Double IPA, and at some point after like year two or three, they found out there was a brewery on the West Coast that had an Alchemy Ale mm-hmm. that uh, they didn't realize it. So they had to end up changing the name. So now they changed it to Chill Wave. And um, the, the inspiration for this beer from the Great Lakes is by is basically all those crazy people. I don't know how many there are, but there are people that literally surf Lake Erie. So when there's like horrible storms kick up in the winter, people put on wetsuits, go out there, and they surf the North Coast. Right. Which uh, I mean, I I can't imagine that being fun or safe. No. <laughs> but people do that, so I think Great Lakes wanted to give a little nod to all those. Those wacky, you know, adventure seekers to, uh, hey, if you're going to do that, <laughs> drink a couple of these. Yeah. Um, and good luck. So it's, it's a good beer. It's a double IPA. Pretty well balanced. Very hoppy, which I like. Very high in alcohol, 9%. It checks all my boxes, Mike. Yeah, sure. But, uh, so what, I, makes, I, what makes something a beer double, double IPA? I think it's they hop it more than once. More so than when once. they hop it again... They, uh, it kind of adds the alcohol. So you'll notice all double IPAs or like imperial IPAs, the, the ABV is a lot higher. Yep. Um, so you just kind of put it through that the process of you know, the brewing process again because 6% you 
<laughs> beers just aren't good enough for some people. No, nope. no, nope, <laughs> not at all. This says it will melt the ice in your beard and never lose its balance. I taste a little bit of Capri Sun at the end. It's, it is. It's got a Capri Sun finish. <laughs> but I also or saw it like... juicy fruit. It might have been Ecto Cooler. Yeah, might have been. Might have been. been. We should go to the brewery one time and sit at the bar and order Mike like a, a chill wave. And, and the bartender comes up and says, Hey, sir, how do you like that beer? It tastes a little Capri Sun on the end. <laughs> get get out of here. <laughs> is that a hint of Bubblicious? So, yeah, they double hop it, hippity hoppity. Get onto my property. Speaking of hippity hoppity, it was Easter. How was everybody's Easter? Good, good. Ate some ham, got some, ate some eggs. Yeah, doubled egg, doubled eggs. Those are good. Bacon. Was there another way to eat eggs? Not that I know of. You can yeah. scramble them. Yeah, I can scramble. Like I honestly think, if if I had to, I could easily scramble a dozen eggs myself and eat them without a problem. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be an issue. The only time of year where I eat hard boiled eggs is Easter and I eat a boatload of them <laughs> and it does not uh, doesn't help my scent at work or in, at home I say is your wife let you sleep in bed for the next couple of days no no the Dutch ovens were uh, very uh, very hard boiled I should say I was I was listening to I, I don't know I think I like I heard a comedy skit you know driving at some point this week it was Jim Gaffigan and he was talking about like he's like I got a real problem with like the Easter you know, like how it should be celebrated. It's like the celebration of Christ rising from the dead. He's like, but when did someone come up and say, like, you know what? To celebrate that, I'm thinking eggs. Like, let's <laughs> eggs. do eggs. And they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. There's no connection. He's like, there's a, but there's a bunny. He's like, don't worry, there's a bunny. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. No, it's going to hide the eggs. It's going to hide the eggs. So, yeah, that's an interesting, like, point of conversation. Like, how did that come about? Yeah, I, who knows? I don't know. I think it's it's in scripture somewhere. I think Luke or Matthew or Mark or John, one of them, I think, uh, wrote something pretty, uh, probably pretty moving about the Easter money. Wow, one of their... That's 17 years of Catholic school, Mike's really paying off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we've got, uh, uh, it's been a nice, uh, nice week, warm week. We got a little bit of rain here today, but what have you guys been doing to kill the time? What have you been doing to cut weight here? I got, I, yeah, Shane Shane played golf yesterday, motherfucker. What? Yeah. yeah. No call out? No star cluster? You didn't send up the, hey, I'm going to play golf? Ask him how the ask him how his first tee went. Ask him. How'd it go? Did he go behind you? <laughs> I, uh, that would have been an improvement, I think. I, I topped the first two that barely made it off the tee box. One of them might not have made it off the tee box. So today I, I was out at St. Dennis today on my way out to uh, my way out to um, up to Wycliffe today for an, another appointment. But I went out to St. Dennis and I probably should have just played. Probably, I went up there, kind of had it in my mind to just go to the driving range because it was on the way up there, and there was nobody there. Nobody. I probably had. I didn't have enough time to play nine. But if I had left the house just a little bit earlier, I probably could have played around and there was nobody there. And they had just, <laughs> the kid at the counter is like, yeah, you're the only person I've seen all day. We just cut, we just cut everything. And it's like, man, it's playing great. And I'm like, oh, geez, I, yeah, I really blew it. But maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow I can get out. Who knows? So how, where'd you go and how'd you play, Shane? I went to Legend Lake where we were uh, talking about joining before we realized it. Went public. Went public. Right, yeah. Um, before we realized anyone could Jim and I remembers there back in the day. Yeah, of course, all right for the beginning of the year, but you know, I played a that nine first. He played pretty short, huh? I didn't count those first couple <laughs> breakfast then, balls. Yeah, I, I, I shot a sixty-five <laughs> on nine. I didn't count twelve of them. <laughs> those were. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't swung clubs since September, so I get a little 
I give myself a little leeway on the first tee, the first beginning of the year. I, I played nine holes in about an hour, so that was good. Yeah. I, you know, no worse than double bogey taking away those first few on the, the first hole. So I think I had like three doubles and the rest were bogeys and it was just kind of getting through and getting used to swinging again. I went so out was, to the range. It was, ni- it was nice. It was like almost 80 degrees out. Yeah. I went out to the range to tighten up some of my game and uh, it turns out uh, some of those screws are, are, are stripped. And uh, we're gonna need to redrill them. Yeah, I brought a I brought a Phillips head. I needed an Allen wrench. <laughs> you need a whole new toolbox. <laughs> I needed some. Yeah, it's uh, no, but we worked worked through some stuff. I'm really pleased with uh, with my progress. And well, you got so Mike, you had gotten some new clubs, um, kind of at the tail end of last year, and you, right. I don't think you really haven't had a chance to play with them. Nope. Um, other than. The driver, other than stuff. taking them out immediately to one of the toughest courses I've ever played in my <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was an experience. But yeah, so I uh, I hit everything pretty well today. I was pretty pleased with it. I, I just nice focusing on real good tempo, nice easy swings, and good form. And I thought I was, I was really pleased with the way they uh, the ball was coming off the club today. Yeah, so with any luck, I'll be playing in the uh, U.S. Open next year. I don't see. I don't wow. see why you wouldn't. A, it was and like this week was. Uh, I think this was the first week of the year where everyone just kind of. I mean, it's we're, we're still early. You know, it's it's early April, but this is the first week where we've had. Basically, all week the weather's been amazing, and it feels like. I mean, shit. Today felt like it was. It was. It could have been day in the middle of June. You know, it was like almost eighty, sunny, beautiful. So you definitely start getting that 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 itch of like, man, like yeah. I gotta get some golfing, and so. We were Mike and I were supposed to play. We were going to play last Saturday, but um, forget about it. Got some rain and actually snow last snow, Thursday, so right. I kind of like screwed up that plan. But oh, that's right. I said, "Hey, Mike, that's right. How about let's just go like slay steelhead for a morning?" And he's like, "You know what?" And let's do that. we did. And slay them, we did. Shane, you're sitting. A, you're sitting across the table from a couple of trout whisperers. You're just a trout sniffer. It was probably. I mean, I've been. I've been steelhead fishing again. Like I did it in college and after college for a little bit, and then once I started having kids, that just sh- it got shut down. And I was coaching wrestling, so you, you know if you're going to be trying to fish for steelhead, which is, don't have kids, don't that's have kids. A, that's the lesson out there. If you want to be a serious fisherman, don't have kids, or don't coach wrestling if you want to catch steelhead yeah, because right. basically like they're there in the the same time of year. So I shut it down for a while, and then maybe five years ago I kind of got back into it. And it's it's been a slow go, you know. I've I've kind of like tried to relearn a lot of things, and I was making some progress and doing okay. And I've had some good days, but last Saturday, Mike, when we went, it was literally like an epic day. <laughs> I mean, we we were we were hooking hooking fish, you know, two at a time. I and mean, we're we're hooking fish. He's got one on. I've got one on. I have to wait while he's reeling one in, taking the selfie, and then I you know I pull mine in. I take my selfie. I posted one on Facebook, and all anyone would comment on was the size of my my knuckle, <laughs> because I was holding holding the fish. I know but, she uh, did the the old fishing photo where you hold the fish away, yeah, yeah. fucking make it look yeah. like eight times We're not it's fishing one hundred and one. We're, We're not, not stupid. I mean, you <laughs> our first. You rodeo. always want to make that perch look like it's forty pounds. That's a forty pound bluegill. <laughs> no, but we caught it. Man, we uh, we literally like after probably ten. I stopped counting, and then we fished for another hour and a half, and it was like, one of my buddies asked me later that night, who my neighbor, Tom, who's on here, he's like, how many do you think you caught? Like, I'm guessing in the 20s, I don't even know. Yeah. 
it was fish on every five minutes. And these weren't guppies. I mean, they were yeah. eight to 12 pound bruisers who Steelers. did not want to get caught. Right. Yep. These guys were the Sopranos of, of, <laughs> of the steelhead trout community. I mean, one sure. of them actually like looked stall right in the eye and just came up oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you think cigar. you're better than me? Yeah. You think you're better than me? One of them had a, a set of brass knuckles connected to them. A few of them had been through the ringer. A few of them had lures and still fa- attached to and them. The, the fact that they could carry the brass knuckles in their gills was impressive. No, for I mean, sure. That's just, that's gangster. Remember that one like dickhead fish that just kept like <laughs> messing everything up? He just kept going around his whole his his like whole back half of his I body. I feel like he was trying to like warn the other fish like get you get hey, these hey. guys are fucking destroying you. <laughs> you gotta get the fuck out of here. No, this one this one fish would go around and his half of his his whole his tail his, was his like whole tail crazy. was out of the water and he's like, Guys, swim away, swim he away. He was either like a mentally handicapped fish <laughs> or he was like the smartest fish of the, the bunch. smartest fish like guys. Clear out, guys! It's not food. I don't, you guys aren't even eating. We're not. Guys, we're just hanging out until the. <laughs> we're going back out to the lake soon. Like, stop biting at stuff. You, Billy, quit biting that goddamn thing. You've been caught three times already. God, my gosh! It looks like a wig. Stop eating it. I was gonna say, did you just find a hole where you just? Did you catch the same fish five times? Yeah, uh, should we even give away our spot? We were up on the Grand River. We were a tributary oh. of the Grand. Is always all we all will say. Don't want to give it away because it, yeah. it is a this time of year it's a it's a honey hole, but we rhymes pre- with heartbreak ridge, and it's not fartbreak ridge. <laughs> it's not fartbreak ridge. If uh. um, but like there was probably five or six other people we saw fishing in the same general vicinity, and everyone was catching. I mean, there were just hundreds of fish yeah. in the river because it it got to a point where like they couldn't get any further, and that's you know in their mind they're like trying to go as far as they can. They hit a wall and they're like, oh, we'll just hang out here until." <laughs> How about the guy? <clears throat> How about the guy that uh, was there with his uh, girlfriend oh from Steubenville? God. Oh my god! How how happy was he to be fishing with his girlfriend? Yeah, that's uh, and I, I you know I would uh, Melissa and I did go uh, fly fishing out in Colorado and actually she she did uh, really well. But we had a guide, and you know, she he's setting her up, and then I'm, I'm he's setting me up, and he's going back and forth and everything else. So we're kind of fishing separately. But I got to think that if I was, you know, just constantly retying stuff for her or untangling stuff, it'd be kind of maddening. And I think he was he was kind of going through the same stuff. Well, I mean, I think anything, anytime you like are trying to help or work with your significant other on something that they're not good at, whether like they're teaching you something, you're teaching them something like it's never like a smooth thing. Yeah, for sure. If she was, if Melissa was teaching me like to put an IV in, I would be like, "Yeah, there's a vein, you know, put it in." And you're like, "Oh no, they're bleeding out. They're bleeding out." <laughs> yeah, you just blew their vein out. You, you're killing them. Like their blood's all over the walls. And I'm like, "What's up? Like, leave me alone. I'm trying." Put you the know. tourniquet on. Where she, you know, yeah, that's that's always a difficult process, Melissa. But you and Vanessa have had a successful relationship so far with, <laughs> with golf. Like she's she's well, like an but, avid but golfer. Like she she was golfing before I ever even golfed, so it wasn't yeah. like either one of us tried to like teach each other like, hey, honey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah. Do you ever try to do like, hey, like keep your eye on the ball, or like, no, you're picking your head up, or or like, um, or like, no. And the only thing like, like she's good enough, and I'm good enough, and we're both not great, but we're like we can 
get around the course where if one of us is having a, a rough day, yeah, you know, we can be like, watch my next couple of swings. Like, what am I doing? That, or is there something that's sticking out? So like, we can be kind of helpful with each other that way. But neither one of us ever be like, you know what you really want to do here? <laughs> yeah, right, it's almost right. just like uh, this. Things are going awry. Like, right. am I doing something super fucked up? Melissa has a pure, um, and she'll admit this too. And we were just talking about like getting her a set because, like, you know, we have a couple of days off of the week where normally she doesn't have to work. I don't have to work, and we could go out, and it wouldn't be that busy. We can go play. So we we're talking about getting her a set of clubs, and hers would have to be like Happy Gilmore style. Not like hockey, but she has a total like softball swing. She's just trying to kill the kill the ball, and she, you know she's coming, you know, elbows out and just trying to she's smash trying to it. Trying to rip like. it over left field, the green monster. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you know she. I, but what I always tell her, she, you know, she's athletic enough, and she's got hand eye coordination where she'd be good, you know. But but I don't have the golf knowledge to teach her. Like you need to probably go spend some time at range and like figure things out because she's just going to get upset with me trying to say like i I don't know maybe try this (laughs) maybe just hit it straighter (laughs) yeah i I don't i don't know how to coach face has to be square but you know i i would love i you know i would like to spend time with her in that way but i don't but i'm i but we would have a hard time getting past like the the coaching aspect of it i guess you know I think at that point, because I'm like, smashing you, bombs straight right. down the fairway every time. Right. It's straight up piping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I played with you, Mike. Like I know, I know what you got in your <laughs> exactly, bag. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you got the new uh, map. You're a, are they Mavericks? Is that what you got? Mavericks. Mavericks, yeah, Mavericks. Which yep. is which is ironic because you always loved Maverick from Top Gun. Right? Yeah, and Goose, but they didn't have Goose, so I got. Uh... <laughs> so, but there's a lot of go- geese on the golf course, typically. <laughs> that's that's so. true. That's true, and I have killed a couple. So and, and Goose died in the movie. <laughs> Goose did hit his head on that canopy. So, do you guys ever see the it's Halloween? Full circle. Do you ever see the Halloween pictures where I went as Goose? No, really good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I mean, just, what's what is? I just is, got in one of my my one piece flight suits and I put a big gash on my head and a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> just put the uh, forget what his name is on the actual movie, but uh, we'll have to post those to, to Anthony Edwards. Penis, right, he was. Yeah. Uh, Ended right. up being on uh, ER. Char- what was his character's name, though? Goose. Who his character's name was Goose. Well, I know. Goose. I thought you were saying what was his last name that would have been yeah, on his flight it's, suit. It's, it was on my flight suit at the time. I think yeah. it was like Lieutenant. Mr. Goose. Yeah, Don't give Lieutenant me shit. <laughs> Goose. It was Goose. It was Goose. Yeah. Total. Total wolf man. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for... Uh, actually, I, I did hit the range yesterday. Is that your first time hitting balls this year? Yes. So... That's right. Like there were some things at the end of last season where I'm like, I, I felt like it kind of got in a good place where like off the tee and I try, <laughs> just trying to like recreate what, what that was. Recreate um, magic. But I, I only I hit balls for like 20 minutes and then uh, that was that was good. You know, it was just good to get out and hopefully you know we got a good long summer and last like I remember last fall was awesome. Like it, the weather was great. Like we yeah. were playing golf up in, in through October, which right. you know was was cool so I'm, I'm excited about it and the masters is here you know speaking that's, of golf that's a big kickoff for uh my yeah. like i don't all winter long i don't really ever think about golf but then as soon as the weather gets good i'm like man all right like <laughs> nice days i'm like i should be out there so this week was perfect for that and then uh we we had an interesting masters round today and we had also we got the annual masters tournament pool that we're you know we're all a part of absolutely that was um 
fun. We basically usually you draft your players. This year, too hard not getting everybody together. We just did a. You just get randomly. We pick the order and world golf rankings. You you got who you got. Like, well, you didn't have to pick so players. we did it. We did the pool and we talked about the podcast back in November when they did the Masters like in November because of COVID, and uh, we did a draft, but it was a Zoom draft and. That was it. Was just kind of a long and annoying, and like uh, I don't like I and I every year like I, I just like I, I'm I'm sick of doing it. It's annoying, but now I think I've gotten a little rejuvenated because in the past the biggest pain in the ass has been like collecting money from people. So we'd get a in person draft, but not everyone would show up. Everyone that showed up would you know they'd give me the money and it'd be fine. But then I'm you know I'm like holding on to the money, and everyone that didn't show up would just get auto drafted, and then I'd wait for them to like. PayPal me or like literally send me a check or I'd have guys that would take like and put cash and like wrap it in paper and put an envelope and like send it to me in the mail <laughs> and I'm always like chasing people down like hey never, you didn't, never pay, do you. That, you didn't kids. pay you so now with Venmo and although like I will say there's still some guys on the in the draft pool for the Masters that you know I was getting Venmo from like their wives or significant others or whatever because like maybe next year I'll sign up for Venmo <laughs> like <laughs> What are you waiting for? Feel free to free, feel free to call them out by name here on the podcast. No one's listening. I'm not sure they even have radios. Like if you don't have Venmo, <laughs> yeah, they have, or like, they have flip you, don't, you don't have yeah, you don't have an iPhone. You don't have any apps. How are you going to listen to this? <laughs> no, I'm not taking it in rolls of quarters anymore, guys. I don't I don't want it. I'm not taking it in wampum. Any surprises today? I mean, uh, there were some guys who got off to a hot start, and then uh, Justin Rose is, you know, leading the Masters again for I don't know the fourth time, and I think his professional career. Maybe that's a surprise. I mean, that uh, with a pretty average, <clears throat> I wouldn't say like a, it wasn't like a low scoring round for a lot of folks. I mean, when you're talking about minus three, minus two is leading the charge on the first day. No, it wasn't like a guy finished, finished under par. So we're, we're recording this on Thursday, so we just finished day one of the Masters. Right, so he finishes at minus seven, and that's a pretty... That's an awesome round. He, yeah. he was plus two after seven. In his last 11 holes, he was nine under. That's amazing. That was an unbelievable round. So like he kind of started off a little rocky and then just went to town. I mean, that's considering how it started, a 65 was insane. Yeah, some of our uh, American hopefuls haven't done so well. So uh, DJ didn't have a great round, and then DeChambeau was hoping to get out there and <clears throat> you know drive the ball. He had uh, one. He had one birdie today. He averages like five birdie, four point six nine birdies around. He had one birdie today. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe there's hope for all of us. Uh, all of us average human beings who don't drive the ball, you know, 350 or Well, he said Augusta is a par 67 for him, so in his mind he was seven over. I do the math, right? <laughs> yeah, he couldn't He couldn't really get it done today. Justin, like, you know, Justin Rose is a guy that he's won one major. He won the U.S. Open at Marion, I think five years ago. Um, always, like, kind of around the top, you know, for, geez, the last decade at least. But uh, he's had multiple chances at he, – he should have won – Three years ago, when he ended up going into a playoff with Sergio, I mean, had he made, I think, like an eight-footer on 18, he would have won the Masters. Right. He missed. He made par. Sergio made his putt. They go into extras, and you know Sergio ends up winning it. But, I mean, Rose has had his chances. He's had the lead after the first round multiple times. So... He's got. I don't know if he's ever had a four-stroke lead, or what. That's what I think it is now, four or five-stroke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a big lead, but today the course was super dry. The greens were super firm. Uh, scoring was tough. 
they're calling for possibly some rain tomorrow. Definitely Saturday, they said. Yeah, that could that could change things and bring it all back to normal a little bit. But for uh, for a way to start, I mean, I don't think you can ask for a much better start than what he had today. No, no, we still got. Uh, it'll be a pretty tight field. I imagine things will tighten up here. I don't think he'll run away with it, but. Um, you know, those conditions might suit him pretty well growing up and, you know, where he's from in the UK and playing that kind of style of golf. And we'll see. Who knows? He play, uh, He plays tough courses well. If they get a lot of rain and it softens up and the greens are more receptive and they're not as fast, I think that the pack, like he gets closer to the pack in that in that way um, where, you know, other guys that might be able to bomb it a little bit more yeah, and uh, not be able to play those fast and firm courses as well as he does. You know, get a little bit closer. So there's there's a lot of golf to play, obviously. How, but how'd your guys' fantasy teams do? Uh, I think I did okay today. Poorly. I started off uh, hot with Swafford, who scored the first two eagles of, or first two birdies of the day, but uh, eventually finished plus one. I've got Patrick Reed, who's still got a shot to win it. He's at minus three, I think, or minus oh, two. Geez. All my all my guys are at least plus two to plus six. Yes, yeah, so everyone I'm, hates Patrick Reed. He kind of seems like uh, like a uh, chubbier family. He's sort of he's sort of a chubbier Bubba Watson. Yeah, they, I was. We were talking to a friend of the show Tony last night because he came over for the draft and yeah. we were kind of picking him. And Tony's like, "I hate Patrick Reed. And I hate Bubba Watson." I'm like, "Who do you, who do you hate more?" He's like, "I can't even say. I don't even know." <laughs> I, I why is that? I know. I think like Bubba Watson is just supposed to kind of be a dick. Like. I mean, to a T, when you read like articles and golfers will always talk about like the most hated man on tour. And obviously, they're not putting the names out, but like Bubba Watson like wins every year. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, five years ago it was like Rory Sabatini. But at least like I mean, Bubba like for the Masters week, like he was there last weekend. The the kids, you know, drive putt and uh, chip contests, like shaking hands. For the, the women's amateur thing, he was but there. Is that, like, you think that's things. just optics, though? Like I don't know, but he, but like you can do Pat, that shit. I mean, Patrick Reed gets caught cheating every week. Like Bubba doesn't get caught cheating. You know what I mean? It's like a different. Well, that's yeah, okay. So that's maybe something. he's just not like a. Maybe he's just he's not a dude. I mean, he's different in the world of golf, right? He's I mean, it's skinny, it's, lanky. It's fair to say that like the three of us know neither one of these people, but then like. All the people that play in the PGA vote Bob Watson the biggest dick on tour. Yeah. So there's something to that. Right, yeah. right. But he's not like outwardly a dick, at least like no, in but, the public. No, but, but probably because he does, you know, he has a he has a persona that he needs to try to keep publicly. Yeah. You know, he, he's got, you know, a marketing thing for his... Well, Patrick Reed just doesn't give a fuck, it seems. Yeah, I mean, he just seems like a cheap <laughs> Did you bit. see the, well, see the remember... logos he had on his hat? It was some no, like... I didn't. It looked like it was like a made-up company on his hat, like... Is he sponsored by the, the show Cheaters? <laughs> well, when we went to Forest Dunes last year, the guy that was our caddy who had caddied for, like, on the PJ Tour, you know, for multiple events, and, like, he knew some of the guys, and I remember him even saying... He had been in some tournaments where Patrick Reed was involved, and he was like, "Oh my god, that guy's the biggest cheater like in the world!" Like, huh. how, so how does someone like that, who's like just like, yeah, right? Like I mean, you what? and like the three of us know this guy's a cheater, and like we, we're so far removed from the PJ tour. <laughs> right? Like, how does a guy like that continue to like be on the tour and like? do well i don't know like that's weird to me is he but, like I, yeah it's hard to, is he like, using, it, would, like it would be one thing clubs it'd be I one thing understand. if it was like insider information and like like we somehow knew you know like jordan spieth and we like we're talking to him like jordan like he's like well patrick reed's a huge cheater but it's like 
we know none of these people, and like we know Petty Reed's a huge cheater. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I can't ex- I can't explain that, but I'm hoping he wins the Masters so that I I would win at least a hundred dollars. And so, what's the payout here? So, what are we looking for? So, if the if you win points wise, Stableford scoring through the first two rounds for your top four golfers, right? Yep. For your four golfers, and then Saturday Sunday. Your top two golfers that makes the cut score. Uh, that goes into that goes into the accounting, and then you, uh, then we we tally that up. So, it, first place of the just this the straight up Stableford scoring wins. I don't know three hundred three hundred bucks or something like that. Sixty bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So the and top place, top three place. win money, and then if you have the winner, you win money. And then, and then low then, round, which could be today's sixty five. I mean, that's a pretty good round. Yeah, so, I think actually we, what we should do to make this a little bit more interesting for the guys that always get hosed um, and Caprosi, I'm talking directly to you, <laughs> if you're listening, it's uh, we should do a high round, fifty bucks for the high round. You get your money back. Wait, what you, was the text that was going around? So thirty three. So we have like it was, a, it was like a, a group text from. There's twenty guys involved in this pool, and like throughout the the day, once the Masters is going, like there's always text going around, just basically general ball busting of like oh your guy's terrible like did you see what he did on 10 but like there was a text today that went out about Caprozzi said something about one of his guys with a 33 was that is that I didn't even check that like did that happen uh, no I think what happened they got entered into like the score mobile app or something something like that where it wasn't uh, it wasn't accurate like somebody had scored it it, it, it had popped up as a 33 or something but like, and they got corrected but i don't even know like in stableford what that uh, uh, that ends up being i think there's well, like a double bogey or worse right is the same yeah probably yeah so it wouldn't have made a huge difference no probably if you made a 33 you're probably not making the cut no <laughs> no but what happens is you draft four golfers and a couple of them will do well two of them typically do very poorly and you know you, you're you're drafting all the way through the top eighty golfer or top eighty, you know world ranked golfers, and you always have a few of the Masters champs that are returning that are you know not at the top of their game necessarily, like Larry Mize or Sandy Lyle, yeah, or or what have you. So those guys are always gonna gonna pull you back a little bit. So it's a little bit fun to see these first through Thursday, Friday. Um, it's kind of interesting because you'll have you might have a guy in the top three. But then you have another guy who's eight over, and you just pray like, please quit, please stop playing, don't play tomorrow, <laughs> withdraw, withdraw. Your knee hurts, right? Yeah, you don't need any more bogeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a guy like that today from uh, Mexico, uh, Ortiz. I think, man, just just sandbagged me the whole night. He was the anchor, pointing yeah, the team down. I'll tell you one thing that was really cool this year about the Masters. So, like, you know, there's so much more, you know, talk throughout the country lately about you know race and uh that kind of thing then the really neat thing the masters did i mean granted they're probably the last um club to really like get on the bandwagon of being <laughs> inclusive i would say yeah, right. but they further they have uh, honorary starters and this year they had as their honorary starter one of them was lee elder who was the first african-american to ever play in the masters in 1975 and uh you know he was he was a phenomenal professional golfer for many many years, and uh, they they gave him the ability to be an honorary starter this morning. I don't know if he actually hit a ball. I think he was kind of beyond. He that did point. not hit a ball. No, I watched. These but like him, they wouldn't let shape. him. 
Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's, he's in bad shape. He's, he's old. He's, he's on, on oxygen and everything else. No, I'm, I'm but, kidding. But either. yeah, the fact that you know they they find, would have allowed. They finally got around to um, including something like that in their. Uh, he would have loved to have crushed that white ball oh. right in front of all those people, <laughs> all those honkies. <laughs> no, but that I, yeah, that was uh, that was a sight to see. Uh, Jack, I I want to see where those balls end up. Does anyone else like not like obsessed they don't with really like? Show them. Yeah, they like, don't. As long as they make contact, they, sure they get don't. a round of applause. No, they don't. And I'm sure that like everyone is told like, hey, I don't care where this ball goes. Everybody's gonna act like it went like you know 300 yards but, down range. But I will say like when you see like I mean Jack's old and like you can I mean he's had I don't know how healthy he is and how flexible he is whatever but, like. Gary Player, he still got form. That guy walks up there is like, like I think if if he was maybe in a, not, he's in amazing shape. Like he's a guy that they always say like if he'll challenge you to a push up contest and he'll smoke you. Like he'll challenge you to race, he'll Gary smoke you. Player. I mean like the dude's like basically all about you know physical fitness. Yeah, and the look and I I just noticed this morning when they did the the, the honorary tee off, he hit and then Jack hit. And like the look, you can still see in Gary Player's eyes, like that that guy. Like if he still, if he was ten years younger, like he's like, I'm fucking gonna go get this. He's still lacing him, he, and he's still thinking like, well, I'm gonna hit it farther than Jack Nicholas. Yeah, like, yeah. He's the freaking, he's the Black Knight, man. Why don't they play like a round? Why don't they hit? That would be awesome. I like think- I would bet on that. I would, <laughs> I would love to put money on that. How cool was? They play uh, the part three usually together. Did you guys see the ace? Uh, me and the boys watched the ace live. Tommy Fleetwood. He had a hole in one today. Yeah, on the he par- did. was it on the par three or par three? Par three. Um, Not on the par three course. They didn't play that yesterday. No, over, oh, okay. he's saying on a par three today. Over the water day, aced. Uh, I don't 16? know what hole it is. Yeah, maybe sixteen. But he aced it. We watched it live, and we we went we went crazy. Like the kids don't know. Like they they that's all they know, right? right. Like the ball the ball goes. You know, right. they play putt putt. Like it'll boom. go in. It, it was a total golden golden tee like moment. <laughs> it looked exactly like that. It bounced twice and then went right in the hole. And uh-huh. like we went we went berserk <laughs> and like the caddies and everything else. But man, I mean. He's the twenty third person to ever ace that hole in in the history of the Masters. Was it sixteen? I mean, sixteen's like an amazing hole on Sunday when they put the pin like back left. Yeah. And you hit that slope and it runs over. It was wasn't that far from there today, actually, from that spot. It had to have been sixteen. We were watching it about four thirty, five o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Probably, probably was. Yeah. I mean, and that's like one that's really you know known for. You, you can get it close depending on pin location. Yeah, but that that was really cool. Really cool. Well, I'm excited. So it, it's always tough for me. Like, and the best thing now is I don't know if you guys have downloaded it or if you guys are listening that love the Masters. The Masters app is really good. So if you're you know don't have the ability to be hanging out at home watching it or whatever, download that app. Like their coverage is pretty awesome for a free app, and you get live feeds from like Amen Corner. You get featured groups. You get you can watch the practice range if you want. You know, guys warming up and doing that stuff. So that's and then, like, it's really cool for our pool because, you know, we each have four guys on our team. You highlight those guys, and then you can set it up where you can get, like, real-time notices, like, via text. It'll pop up, like, yeah. I have Jordan Spieth on my team. It's like, Jordan Spieth is about to tee off on number 12. Or, like, Jordan Spieth just... Is he still- growing a mustache? I, I sense the mustache. It's it's faint and it's there. I think he just hit I think puberty. It's, I think it's close, but I think he might be intentionally growing a mustache. 
Take, something to take a look at Friday round, Saturday, Sunday. Take a look at that, fans out there. Cuttingweight.com, clownpenis.fart. We need, we need to get Comment we need to get on sponsors, whether or not. <laughs> but we need to get sponsors so we can like get enough money and then send one of us... Can we get like a media, like a media badge to go down there? Hey, Justin, I'm with the Cutting Weight Podcast. You've never heard of us, uh, but uh, our fans well, want to know if you're growing a mustache. Care to comment? No. Okay. We don't. We don't care what you did on 14. Is that a fucking mustache? <laughs> yeah. I say we just do a live. We broadcast live for one of the days in the Masters, like the last, like you know. I'm going to do for like four hours straight live with a TV broadcast. That would be fun. You're going to have to take off work on Sunday, Mike. Call you know, sick. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, I've been out, I've been out sick. Jeez. Um, no, I, the uh, it's going to be... You know, Augusta used to be the capital of Georgia. Have you ever been down to Augusta? You've been, I've heard it's a shithole. It's it's not that great of a city. No. I, I've been to the Masters. I mean, I've been to Atlanta, I you know, I've and I've been to Savannah... Atlanta. And either one of those cities would be better suited to host a, a I mean, tournament like this. I, than, Shane, you've been. Mike, you've been to Augusta. I like been. Not the tournament, but Shane's actually been to the tournament. I've never been, but everything I've heard is that basically it's kind of a, a crappy-ish town, nothing great, aside from this most probably amazing and famous, unbelievable course in the entire world that's kind of hidden behind gates. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's only a playable, like... Five or six months of the year, even to the members. Like, yeah, it's open like October. So, like this, the tournament. After the tournament, it's open for like another week or two, and then it's closed all summer. Yeah, the, the it's only open in the winter, basically. Yeah, I flew over it. I dropped off H.R. McMaster at Fort Gordon, Georgia, which is right there by Augusta, and uh, we did a a little lap before we went back and got refuel and shut down and waited for him. But we got to kind of tool around the town. We went and grabbed lunch while we were waiting for him. But we flew over the course and we we took off out of the airport. What like what time of year was this? This was right after the Masters. So spring. Yeah, it was so spring, spring to summer. Yeah, and uh, we took off and we're looking for it. And we're like, yeah, I got you. it's right down there. And like, man, it kind of looks not that great. And then you, and then you get over top of it and you're like, oh oh my lord! Like, it's like it, a little oasis. In the even middle. the driving range, even the practice range that they that is you know used for that is is the greenest grass you've ever seen and it's just unbelievable and it's it's not like nothing else i mean what i didn't realize is that there's other courses that surround that entire right. complex and then there's then there's that course and oh, it's just unbelievable to see from the air so was there were there ever any connections through like by the time you retired in the military you you know you'd be retired as a colonel so like you, you kind of worked your way up the chain was there anyone that you knew that, like, if, if you were, like, a general or something, or, like, yeah. hire people, like, could they get on that course or, like, new people that could play? I know a kid, actually, that goes there every year, and his he gets him from his uh, from his grandmother, who's been kind of um, she's, gifted she's these. She's been dead. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the way it works. If, you're fan, if somebody yeah. had it, you keep those tickets you know, <clears throat> as long as you buy them every year for your life. Yeah, Drew Coyle from uh, from you know nowhere Nowhereville, Georgia, goes to Augusta every year, and he talks about the pimento cheese sandwiches and and everything else. And he he goes there and he gets tickets every year. Drew, if you're listening, we're we're happy to come down and take those. We'd love for you to host us. Please love your hands. Yeah, we can do the podcast from Augusta. Yeah, good kid, good kid from uh, God, 
Dang so it, I can't was this, remember a, was this a guy that served under you? Or? Yeah, we served together down in, um, when I was down in Fort Benning, Georgia. He was a lieutenant and a platoon leader of mine and, and uh, good kid. He never threw you a bone, though, huh? Well, no. I mean, at that point, you know, it'd be probably unethical for me to, to order him to give me tickets to Augusta. <laughs> That's an order, sir. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Drew, Drew goes every year. <laughs> you know, he he's a heavier set kid. <laughs> um and uh the funniest thing is like we we got he was interviewed like on like local like regional tv during the masters at one point like all and they were doing a bit about like how they've never raised the price i don't know if you've been down the masters you know food's real cheap they've never raised the prices of the food like since its inception or something like that so you can get like a two dollar sandwich yeah and if you've been to a any kind of professional game here recently you know that a, a beer is nineteen dollars and right or, uh, and a hot dog is is ten or whatever and you can go get you know whatever sandwich or beer for for very cheap so they <laughs> they did a spot and they found the fat kid and they interviewed <laughs> drew he's like yeah man these sandwiches are good <laughs> what, is, what like what is like is p- pimento is like an olive cheese right or like what is that yeah it's like a it's it's like a um it's a spread, but it's like a cheese, and it's got like, uh, yeah, I think it's olives and, and cheddar cheese, and I don't know what else. Yeah, it's like else. shredded cheese in like a mayo almost type thing. It's yeah, like, it's, it's like a, spread it out. It's, it's a spread, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, tomato cheese sandwich. It's what do you, what do you, and it's just like on white bread. Yeah, like it's I mean, just it's, like, it's not fancy. I mean, no. it's, it's a cheese spread with some olives in it. But look, you're not, I mean, you're going to go to the Masters. You're going to eat a pimento cheese sandwich. Yeah, absolutely. At Amen so, Corner. To that point, Mike and Shane, maybe you guys. Know, I I haven't like I remember probably years ago. I kind of looked, but like, what would it cost for an average Joe who didn't have the ability to know someone that has tickets to just go? Because you can get tickets. It, it's it costs you about a thousand bucks for a day. A thousand bucks a day, and just for the ticket. Just for the ticket. Where'd and then trying to find trying to find like housing and stuff's crazy. Like you're probably gonna stay in Atlanta. You're gonna stay in Atlanta and drive, yeah. Cause I, the, the the one time I the time I went we stayed we stayed and this was I was with a guy whose family had tickets you know forever and they took us one day and we stayed like halfway between Atlanta and and Augusta but they you know they got the hotel a year ahead of time yeah and, and all you know the whole deal but um so when are we doing this you could stay in Athens too in University yeah, I mean, of Georgia it, it, that doesn't it, sound it, terrible it's definitely no, it's, it's definitely something on my bucket list I would love to. Go down and see around at some point before I die. We should know what we should do is make that our golf trip one year. We go to the Masters one day, but there's tons of courses, you know, in Atlanta. Or I played when I went down there, we played Bears Best, I think on a Thursday of the Masters, which is a Jack Nicholas where they take like his favorite holes from a bunch of different courses and basically like recreate it's not, them. It's not Smokey the Bear. Not Smokey the Bear. No, okay. no, nothing. Not Yogi Bear. No, mm-mm. Jack Nicholas the Bear. The bear, the golden bear. That that would be, that would be a that would be a trip. That would be a trip of a lifetime. I mean, I've watched the Masters on TV. Jeez, I mean, I mean, I literally remember watching. And it, when I was a kid, I wasn't into golf, but my uncle was. So my uncle, who Shane maybe met once, who worked at Sherwin Williams, Williams guy, yeah, and he was a golf fanatic, and uh, he was lucky enough to play at Augusta a couple times because of his. Um, his job, he, he got invited down there multiple times and has played it. And I remember being at his house in 
1986, they had a party, and it was during the Masters, and the year Jack Nichol- Nicholson won. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> It's bound That's to happen. Show it's talking. bound to happen. Yeah, the you talk, you Jack talk Nick, Jack, 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 Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. But I, I remember, like, you know, seeing him win that and being basically ten years old and thinking, like, oh, that, that looks like it's a pretty big deal. And I kind of watched it ever since then. Um, not to the point where I watch it now, but I, I've seen that course so many times, millions of times. You know viewing it and to be able to go down there and walk it for a day and see it and experience it like that's that's something that's well now now that you can watch it like you said on the app and you could see like every hole i mean back in the day you only saw like the last the back nine or the last yeah yeah. um but the you know you've heard i'm sure you've heard this is when you're there you just you see the the elevation changes are just crazy you you don't get a, a full picture of that till you're there that that's the that's the one thing that always stands out to everybody is the elevation changes. Yeah, and I, I heard that for the first time today. Maybe I just realized it when they were talking is that uh, those those middle holes there, like um, six through like fifteen, are all kind of down, and the and the wind swirls around in that uh, in that area. It's kind of like a not like a pit, but like it, it kind of sinks into like valleys and everything else, and. Uh, the wind plays a huge factor in how, how you play Augusta and everything else too. But I, I'm always just amazed at how like the the grass grows right into the pond. You know, like it, yeah, do they lower? No, they like raise the water level just for that week? I, I don't like... know, but it, it's amazing <laughs> to me. But uh, you know what else is amazing? So if you want to get like you know, it's people with the Masters logo gear. They only sell that stuff during Masters week, but and they only sell to people that are. You can only get it when you're at the Masters. You can't get it online. You have to like be inside. And people go and li- get in line there and walk out with their arms full of bags, just just filled with gear. Like, and you know, a, a polo's ninety dollars. You know what I mean? A, a jacket's two hundred. Like, people are spending. They, I forget what the exact numbers. I read it today. It was like on site that week. They sell it's like almost nine hundred thousand dollars worth of gear per hour. Yeah, I mean I'm, it's 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 crazy. I believe it because I've had I've had buddies that have gone and they'll be like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "Oh, give me a polo or give me a hat or whatever." And it's you know it's it's insane because you can you I mean you can get it. Yeah, you get it on eBay or whatever. But I mean, it's some people. The only the only spot to really ever buy that stuff is there. You know, I I would. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how much I would spend in in the merchandise. <laughs> and, and they're nice yeah. enough that on the the you can buy all that when you get there or wherever throughout the day. And they're nice enough they have a stand there where they'll like check your bag for you and you can get it on your way out. I would just get a bunch of pimento cheese sandwiches. I think <laughs> I'll take seven thousand. <laughs> I'd sell them for upcharge. <laughs> so Jim, you you're a sassy man about town. We all we know that you've got a, a pretty tight schedule. So getting you here to do the podcast has always been a little bit of a challenge. Lately, you've picked up. Um, I understand you're you're part of a sand volleyball league. Can you tell us a little bit about this and why you would even think about doing something other than this podcast every and every how good Thursday your team night? is? Yeah, you tell us about that. Because it must be pretty good. It must be really uh, yeah, competitive. Interestingly enough, <laughs> it's not. So it, it all started a couple of years ago. So there was like a little hometown bar in Curlin called Curlin City Tavern that had volleyball courts. And is that place open anymore? No, 
No, it's not. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Like what the uh, COVID is, casualty uh, or yeah, I, it's for sale. So hopefully, oh, hopefully geez. someone will buy it and turn it into something awesome. But Let me uh, see how much cash I have. <laughs> I don't know what you got. We get scrounge something. I don't know. I've got, I got some quarters. But, the, but, but they they had Bible leagues there, so you know we we had the opportunity to Vanessa and I first started. And the, uh, some people asked us to play in a league, and we decided to, like, yeah, we'll give it a try. And then after... Because Vanessa was a big volleyball player, as long as I've surpri- known her. Surpri- surprisingly enough, she's not. <laughs> oh, really? But uh, I know that first couple weeks of that sand volleyball league, it was pretty much put us on the cusp of divorce. <laughs> because uh, I, I wasn't a really supportive um, teammate, apparently, <laughs> and maybe made some comments that should have remained unsaid. And, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that. So she's pretty much vowed to never play volleyball again, <laughs> specifically with me. I, I doubt she'd you know pick up any sort of other game, but like she's so she, volleyball's out. Golf, you guys are still good, but yeah. volleyball never again. No, that's never fantastic. again. That's good to know. We, that's one thing we've learned. So so I got I got mixed up with this team. Can you can you walk us through like maybe what developed? Like I don't even know. Oh, to be come on, you gotta die. Yeah, what it was, was it? And I, I think it was, you know, just that I, was a carry. <laughs> I was no, it was probably me being ultra competitive in this like complete beer non-competitive league <laughs> that like everyone was just out there. Like we, we went in with good intentions. It's like we're gonna just like go, gives us an opportunity to have like kind of a date night, hang out, <laughs> have know. fun. But like the minute that first ball gets in the air, I'm like, we're gonna win them. We gotta fucking win. Yeah, when the when when somebody spikes, you know, a ball in your face, that goes yeah, that, like, all right, that fucking, goes out the window. It's fucking for real now. All right, like, yeah, here, so, here we go. Here we go. And then like, so we're I mean, we're not old, old. We're not the oldest team in the league, but you know, we're one of the older teams. And then you got these 25 year old kids who are just out of college, and like they're good and competitive, and they're just like literally just smashing balls at your face. And I'm and I'm, you know, it's like. Well, this ain't fucking gonna happen. Yeah, know? right. So, so that didn't really blend well with my ability to be a supportive, loving husband. <laughs> and uh, that, and I, you know, I take the blame for that. And I, I, I've like multiple times I told Vanessa, I'm like, hey, give me another shot. She's like, nope, not happening. <laughs> it's like that door, that door is closed. <laughs> it so, reminds me of a story. And Melissa and I weren't necessarily on like uh, we didn't get in an argument ourselves, but. We went on a honeymoon and um, uh, Riviera Maya. And we were playing. Uh, we were playing sand volleyball, and we're playing with a bunch of guys like European dudes and like bikinis and everything else. And I am going like all out, all over the all over the place, and I am diving for balls. And none of these guys will move like a foot outside. And I am going. I'm going crazy. And I've got sand all over my body, sand in my eyes, and and like sounds so sexy. Yeah. Well. I think you've just confirmed everything our <laughs> listeners have thought about you. But like, I, and Melissa's just laughing and, and cracking up because like, I'm just like, guys. But, like, but Melissa, like herself, like she, is really good. Yeah, I mean, she's she played fan, in college. Yeah, she's like, really she's, good. She can love, she can bump set spike with the best of them. She's really good. She she would go up to uh, sport complex up in East Lake and play. And I think she's probably going to do it again this spring or fall or whenever. And uh, she plays with Katie uh, Zalaskiewicz. Yeah. Um, Who's also very good. I played with her. So she used to play in the league that right. we played at at Curlin, So Right. Well, we, yeah. What you need is you need probably a couple a couple of Ringers. blue chippers like that. Yeah. But I, I guess to get back to the point, 
we started playing. It went awry. Vanessa vowed never to play with me again. <laughs> but I but I still kind of was hooked up with this team. So last year COVID hit. Our volleyball season got canceled. We we played some like backyard volleyball games for fun, like around Curlin. And then um, the guy said, "Hey, do you want to play in this Euclid Sports like NEO Sports League? It's at the Euclid Sports Plant." And uh, I'm like, "Yeah, sure, that'd be great." And we we signed up for like the lowest league, you know, like we're we're, we're not. We were just trying to, hey, let's get you know, let's get our feet wet. Let's see where we're at. Like I think yeah, we're there, pretty good. There's some guys in wheelchairs playing with you. <laughs> yeah, there's some blind wheelchair guys that <laughs> probably could take. Um, and this, so we had a game tonight, but like prior to that, this is like this is week five. I'm saying, you know, we were oh and whatever. Like we didn't win a game. So every every week you play three games to twenty one. We didn't. We haven't won a, one of those games. <laughs> so of the five times, three, you know. Whatever, fifteen games. Like we're zero and fifteen, and tonight we had the opportunity to play a team that we we had seen play before, who we thought like I think we're better than them, <laughs> like because they're terrible. Yeah, and we're 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 like basically terrible too, and we swept all three games. Tonight. It was the cast wow. from Freaks and Geeks. We, we found one team that was more pathetic than we were. <laughs> Congratulations, Jeff. yeah. So but here's was, the thing about like rec sports. Like I've watched uh, Melissa's played like. Uh, like softball, like beer league softball and, and everything else. And you think like, you know, their team walks out and like, well, geez, you know, yeah, brand, you know, uh, her friends have played softball in college and like, you've got a, a couple of, you know, decent high school athletes that are out there and everything else. And they go out and, and they're playing these like geriatric old ladies who are just spotting the ball, like all over the field. And, and they're just putting the ball where the defenders ain't. And I, you know, you, you can never like you, you can't you can't misjudge teams in that those types of leagues. Like you never know what how that's going to turn out. No, and you know, and they've all been playing it for a while, and they they know the ins and outs, and like our team is, we have some like athletic people on our team, but no one other than one person, like one of the girls on our team, played volleyball, and she's pretty, you know, she's she's good, she can do good sets and bump whatever but like no one has any real volleyball experience so yeah. we'll come we'll come up against these teams who maybe have some athletic guys on the team but the girl so it's a co-ed league so but the girls on the team like you could tell like they have played volleyball and like they know right. what to do and which is is key because even even in our league like you have to you have to be able to do some like rudimentary <laughs> skills and right. not, and which we have very very little of <laughs> right um, are you allowed to kick it you can yeah, kick yeah, it. yeah yeah right. yeah you can kick it i mean it's fun i mean there's a bar like right next to the court so it's like you get there you have a beer you know you play a game you have you know you have a little breaks you have a, you have a couple beers and you go home but not, not surprising with jim that's that's his main attraction well, it's a draw <laughs> yeah i mean but, why would you, i mean it's not like we're not good enough to be going there to not just like have some beers, right? Melissa always gets mad at me whenever we're playing volleyball. Whenever I like fold one hand over the other and like make fists, like punch at the ball, she's like, "Stop doing that!" I'm like, <laughs> but that's worked. like, but in like a a beer type league, like right, that's that's one of the like prime things you do. But when they serve it over to you and that's your first move, <laughs> right back over you know, the, the other thing team. That, the thing gets, that sucks about upset. the place we're playing now, though. It's in like an old industrial warehouse. So if you hit the ball higher, a factory of volleyball. 
It's kind of like that. Have you ever been to NEO Sports for anything? Or, yeah, not in a long time. But like, talking about it's a warehouse, isn't it? It's old, and if you hit the ball higher than like twenty feet, it hits a rafter, possibly. Yeah. Asbestos comes down. But like, if the if it hits a rafter and it comes down on your own side, you can still hit it again. But if it hits a rafter and comes down on the other side, then it's like point for the other team. So huh. it, it adds a whole different dimension. Wow. That, yeah, that is interesting. I mean, wrap your head around that. Yeah, hey, yikes. Wowzers. I think Rich Eslidge is about to buy it and call it the factory of volleyball. <laughs> that might have already been taken. Maybe. What else we got, guys? I don't know. Nothing, I guess. <laughs> wow, thanks, Mike. <laughs> I was give you an opportunity to talk about anything you want to talk about, and you said, I'm good. Let's go to bed. Ah, no, I don't know. What? Uh, it's, it's a season of, of nothingness, right? Like I, I, I hate this time of the year in terms of, NFL free agency because every bit of news you it, you hear is like nothing news and it's all mock draft and and everything else and you can't really sink your teeth in anything. No one knows if their teams are gonna. No, we be know any, we know about the Browns any better or any worse. They're gonna be or amazing. Anything else? We're, we're right, it's this time of year where they're gonna be. It was actually pretty cool to see Mike Mulhall on the TV the other day uh, talking about the Cleveland Sports Commission and. Um, Cleveland hosting the draft, and that that sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. I don't know what the. I tried to get tickets for Thursday because I went on like you you downloaded an NFL app thing, and the the only ones because so I talked to Plato because Plato is like, hey, I got tickets from, and they're like segments, like you can get them from different time segments, and he was able to get one from like four to seven. He's like, see if you can get them, just to go down there and hang out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Part of it. and then literally like ten minutes later, I went on. And those were sold out. All the ones during like the draft time at late at night are sold out. And the only ones available were like twelve to four. I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna take a day off of work and like head downtown at noon. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it's pretty exciting. Like I, I just, you know, it's, it stinks that with COVID and everything going on, the the draft in Cleveland, which is probably going to be something that would be kind of a once in a lifetime experience is not going to really be like what it could be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing was Nashville. A couple, Nashville was Jeez just like unbelievable. Piece. Like that, it was a party. Like it was such a blast. And I can only imagine that happening downtown and like Cleveland kind of being in the spotlight and really doing it up. And it right. would be a party with, you know, 20,000 people down there just, you know, getting excited and having fun and being able to kind of spotlight everything. Um, it stinks that it's not there. But I was gonna say I kind of I was kind of disappointed there was nothing special for like season ticket holders like didn't get dibs on tickets at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's awesome that it's in Cleveland. I yeah. think they'll do a great job. It's unfortunate that it's in this time, you know, to to kind of limit what what how many people can go down there and what you know what kind of fun could be had. Yeah, I just can't imagine like what's going to happen to the Steelers helmet down there over like the course of I just of think the... it would be so cool like if you were down there on Thursday night doing the first round and like when like the it was the Bengals pick and they whoever they pick it just like they would get booed and like oh, the Steelers, like as soon as the Steelers are on the clock like getting booed like it would just be awesome. Oh, it would be Pittsburgh sucks chant the entire yeah, like, it would 15 just, minutes. It would be a, a really fun thing for the city. And for the and I think the NFL, you know, would would bo- get some boost out of it too because they're there's such a live and hungry and excited fan base here yeah. that it would make for a great you know a great draft and a great host. But you know, I, I think it'll still be great, just probably yeah. not as great as it could be. 
No, I, yeah, I'm excited for the city. I think it. I think they are going to do a great job to see what they're going to set up down there at the uh, on the right next to First Energy Stadium. The the yeah, right in the harbor. Yeah, the uh, stadium. They're well, the um, the stage they're going to set up and everything that they got going on already. Looks like it's going to be a pretty cool place. And even if you go down kind of the week before, just to kind of walk through it and see what it's going to look like, even if it's not the draft, I think we're, we're probably going to do that. Yeah, they were least. saying they've already started, like, constructing the stage. It's, like, 90 feet tall. It's kind of right yeah. between the science or the rock, and ho- rock hall, I think, and the stadium, and right? I mean, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah it's, it's exactly that. It's the um, – there's that little courtyard that goes up to the – and there's that – I don't know if it was an old parking lot or whatever it was, right behind um, First Energy there. It's right It's right by the stadium. I mean, it's right there. And hopefully we get some good weather and a good weekend. And I think it'll be it'll be cool. I don't know. We got we have to make some plans probably for uh, draft night. I'm like, I, I didn't get tickets, so I'm not going down. Um, but we should probably figure out something to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we'll see. I got a... I'm- Flying to Florida that Friday, so. Oh, okay. Well, what, for a cheer competition? Yeah. For Are you in the cheer competition, or is it for your daughter? It's for my daughter. Sorry. Are you the base? Sorry to disappoint you, Jen. You're the power bottom. <laughs> I will not be in a skirt. As much as you would like that. One day of the week, we won't be. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think we've, we've pretty much overstayed our, our welcome here. How, how far are we, Shane? We're, we're an hour. We're an Two hour. Minutes, so. I, I, I'd mentioned we, we, we don't have five questions tonight because we don't have a guest. And we've, we've kind of like run the gamut on five questions with the three of us. So I and thought it might be five interesting. Five questions was a total debacle last week. Oh, with, Jesus Christ. Last couple of weeks ago with Rich Eslich, but I don't think we got through them. No, I don't think we did. I think we got to three we got, and a half questions. We got something published. I'm not sure yeah. what it was. But All right. hopefully somebody enjoyed it. So uh, what's the what's the flavor for five questions tonight? I don't know if there's five questions, but I think we could each ask a question to the to a person. Yeah, we each get one question. And it okay. could be directed towards whoever, and then uh, we'll just see where that goes, and then we'll just we'll make it short and sweet. We don't want to, you know, you know, we don't want to overstare welcome, but okay. I know our listeners are, you know, obviously clamoring to hear. Right, Shane, you're up. All right, I'll go. Um, you could probably this is probably a question for both of you, and it's it's appropriate for what we talked about earlier. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You could play one golf course in the world. Which which golf course do you play? I'd I'd have to say Augusta, just because I think uh, it's yeah. the hardest one to get onto, and uh, it would be amazing. So I, it's a it's a no brainer for me. Yeah, I would I would I would say Augusta. Maybe a close second would be uh, Pebble Beach. I'd like to play Pebble Beach before I die. Shane, what about you? We can make that happen. Yeah. Before Mike dies, let's put on our list. All right, you got, you got a couple couple right. more weeks. It's right. only, it's only it, by then, you know, in a couple more years, it'll be a thousand dollars around. But we'll we could do it. Hey, for Mike, for yeah. Mike, it's on his bucket list. It's Mike. I love, yeah. Yeah. Has anyone played it? I've never played it. No. No. Steinmetz played it. Oh fucking! I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> so it's not really that prestigious. So anybody, anymore. Can, no, so anybody, I'll, any I'll idiot play. Can play uh, there. I just want to play uh, Little Mountain then. <laughs> Sort of my house. All right. This is a question for you two. Growing up, before you got to ninth grade, who was the TV celebrity, probably teenage, or it could be an older woman, where you did you have the biggest crush on? Oh. Before ninth grade? Yeah. Like in your adolescence, early adolescence. Oh. Right when you learned how to jerk off, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> 
Got it. Got it. I was still trying to figure it out then. Doing all sorts of weird, weird techniques. <laughs> Shane, you, you've got one on the tip of your tongue. Go ahead. Uh, Alyssa Milano. Okay. That's yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Sam, Sam, who's, who's the boss? boss? For sure. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt. I, there was a, a close runner-up. I want to see if Mike says that one. I, you know, I was gonna say, uh, uh, um, I was probably save. Uh, it was probably uh, Kelly Kapowski. No, Tiffany Amber Theason. No, mine was Winnie Cooper. I think. Oh, really? yeah, Winnie. Huh. I mean, she was she, but she. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jim's like wrong bad answer. Yeah, I don't know. But he's like, it was Winnie Cooper. I was a big Wonder Years fan. She was, you know, no understated. Jim was the big Fred Savage fan. <laughs> no, just because it's Topanga and Boy Meets World. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that was college. Did you? Uh, what, what? What do you think? Offer? Uh, offer yours? I, I got kind of a weird one, and it's not. She's not even like looking back. She wasn't even hot, but I had a kind. I had kind of a thing for Joe Polnicek from. Uh, Facts of Life. The Butch one? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is really, yeah, really weird. weird. I don't even know what to say I don't about know. that. I, just, she was, I think she was just kind of into like cool stuff that I liked. <laughs> so I'm like... It wasn't Blair. I would, was it I would tell you that Tootie, Tootie. Tootie popped into my head there for a second. I mean, Tootie, yeah, it was a cutie, no doubt. But I kind of had a thing for Joe. A weird thing for Joe Polnicek. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, uh, what, what about um Nicole Eggert on um? What was yeah, that? I could have gone there. Oh, I could have gone Charles in charge of Scott yeah. Bayo. The yeah. dates, the dates had me kind of messed up. You know, Bayo was like I used to a... like just bang the hell out of her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Scott Bayo. Bayo was known for being like a pretty big swordsman. He's a back he's in a, the day. He's a woodsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for him. All right. Well, um, what is the? Uh, okay, here's my question. What is the strangest lubricant you've ever masturbated with? Strangest? I mean, I don't know if I, there's any that strange. I mean, you got the the normals like shampoo and <laughs> spit. That's <laughs> sort of <laughs> shampoo's kind of weird. Okay. Um, yeah, when you're in the shower and there's nothing else there. I mean, yeah, shampoo I, doesn't work real well, but I remember like well. I probably I think at one point I like I put a condom on it was just like just to see what this felt like. <laughs> I found one and you know, like, that yeah that's it was, I think it was pre lubed so was, I can't like, say I haven't done the same. <laughs> yeah, we all tried that when we were when we were like fourteen or fifteen. We were all trying to decide: do we want to practice safe sex or not? Like definitely. <laughs> do, I need, do I need the? Mag- I, don't think, I don't think I'm into this. <laughs> do I need the mag numbers? Just gonna fall off. <laughs> I'll take the uh, yeah. Did any of us? Yeah. Did it, did any of you go into like a convenience store and ask for like a box of magnums and uh, rubber bands? <laughs> every 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 stroke, it's like I got to put it back on. What's the deal with these? <laughs> these are way too big. You got Magnum Juniors, Shane. What uh, the, the the weirdest thing? I, just what Jim said. I mean. All different kinds of. And we weren't. We were, I mean, this wasn't. This didn't happen choice, at the same time. If you had no. your choice, I mean, you'd ch- choose sam- shampoo over conditioner. I think conditioner would be the better conditioner choice. Is more shampoo li- is bad. Conditioner <laughs> is better. Conditioner is more slippery for sure. Yeah, for sure. It seems like it moisturized at the same time. It would give you a, a full body. <laughs> I mean, the lotions, the Jergens, the that, nothing out of the no. ordinary. Yeah, I used shave gel once. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, was it the foam or gel? It was the gel. It was like edge gel. How'd that work out? It was a clean, it was a pretty clean. <laughs> At least it wasn't aftershave. You felt accident. very fresh afterward. <laughs> oh, were you guys ever, ever, um, ever caught by uh, your parents? Yeah, maybe once. Oh. Think I, think so. I, I mean, lost. I think there were some close calls. <laughs> I don't think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in here. Does anybody knock around here? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think there was like a, a literal like caught, you know, with your hand in the cookie <laughs> jar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was. I'm sure there were some close calls or like some quick, some quick things. Anybody get caught by their parents with a a, a lady friend in the house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. Not 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 like super obviously, but like to the point where like we heard people coming in and had to do a big scramble, you know. I think so, there was that that time where my well, mom your mom, caught your you mom caught me. And, <laughs> yeah, Stahl's mom well, yeah. actually caught me. I don't know if my mom ever caught me, but she sure caught Jim. <laughs> yeah. That's even funnier. Yeah, I sure. think I was showing her the the GI Joe stash you had or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come upstairs. Yeah, you had her. You were showing her the Fifty States, bent <laughs> over a barrel, showed her the Fifty States for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good times. Definitely for sure. Well, that uh, brings no. Wait, wait, to- wait, real quick. I made a promise. I was driving my daughter home from lacrosse today, and she said, "You have to mention me on the podcast night." So, little rooster, I'm just want to say I love you. And I mentioned you so I can get you off my back about bugging me about it. And I pray that you don't listen to yeah. the last so five minutes. Shane, feel Please, free to God, edit out don't whatever listen to you any of this. Edit out whatever whatever needs to be edited out there. But thanks for cutting weight with us for the last uh geez, I don't know, hour and fifteen minutes. I hope you guys have a great week and uh, I hope you enjoyed our show here tonight. Episode number eighteen. Eighteen in the books. Cutting weight dot clown penis dot fart. <laughs> Cutting weight at outlook.com. Cutting weight at outlook.com. Twitter, Instagram, Again, send Facebook. Us, send us your uh, send us your sponsorship. Send us whatever you whatever you think is necessary or uh, topless picks, whatever. Uh, Shane's gonna look at all those and and uh, we're gonna rank them from some from first to worst. Old, old Tobias over there, <laughs> and then we're gonna old blue man showers in his jeans. <laughs> he was a never Tobias was a never dude. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great weekend. Later, guys. Later.